This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we have to go to all 52 and make a programme about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the last programme in the present series, Series 5 of Lincoln A to Z here on the East Midlands Station of the Year, Siren FM. I'm Paul Wiggins-Tyler and over there is Johnny Hoy Haw. It kind of works out. Hi, Johnny. How does? Hello there. Hey, hey. Uh, Johnny, can you play the audio of this week's randomly selected grid, please? Uh, I'm Stephanie Cumley. I'm a marketing and press officer. Um, I lived in Lincoln for about 10 years, um, up until about last year. So. Okay, right now, time has come. The gas way down, Right, okay, now if you could show that square. Can read out its name, please. E11. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. E11. Now, Johnny, what's in our E11 grid? Okay, E11 is Scallingthorpe Road, and it's the, the west end of Scallingthorpe Road, so just before you get to the roundabout with the, the bypass, the new road. Um, so you've got Shaftesbury Avenue there, you've got Lakeside Park, uh, all those little... Nice little streets around there. Super duper, thank you very much. Uh, so if you know anything about this grid, do get in touch. You can email us Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. Find us on Facebook and we're on Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And you can find out the details about the programme, visit our previous grids, listen to the podcast and find out where we're going, although they are getting less and less on our fabulous website. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. Uh, so as we say there in this episode of Lincoln A to Z, we're going to be looking at transport, how we get around. And um, Johnny and I cycle to each of these grids that we visit, but that can cause problems along the way. So uh, the sound you hear as we're on the way to the grid is, uh, well, Johnny's run this bike into the ground. The, the, the bike I generously gave him, which was, well, it was cream cracker before I gave him it. Uh, he's not done anything to maintain it. Zen and the art of uh, bicycle maintenance is not Johnny. So we're going to have to abandon, postpone this grid visit just for now and steer ourselves uh, off of Skelly Road uh, down Birchwood Avenue uh, to pick up uh, one of those glorious, glorious orange bicycles from Access LN6. So we finally landed in our E11 grid. And the journey here was, uh, well, it's reasonably fraught. Since Series 4, since Series 4, uh, the old mountain bike that I gave Johnny um, has been, well, ill-repaired. Uh, when I say ill-repaired, I mean, you know, this could, this could sound like we were trying to set this up. So we were going to get a higher bike to Access Allen 6 because we've always thought that we we're going to interview or try and get an interview with Access Allen 6 because we're very much in the LN6 postcode area. Uh, and Access LN6 are, are trying to set up more sustainable transport and more environmentally friendly transport, I think, to, to, to get us from the suburbs where we are now uh, into the city. So this could very much look like a setup, but 
really you can't set up Johnny's lack of enthusiasm about doing even the remotest bit of cycle maintenance to his bicycle and by that I mean getting a pump out a pump you learn how to use a pump when you're like four and <laughs> and he's, he's he refused point blank to do anything to that bike which means now that bike is now well it's left next to the higher bikes down Birchwood uh, and we, we have a higher bike so the transformation Johnny from extremely poorly maintained and looked after mountain bike to an orange uh, unisex I think it's fair to say yeah, 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 yeah. Unisex uh, Access LN6 bike. Uh, how, how's it gone for you? I'm actually quite impressed with it, to be honest. I, uh, it's, it's a lot easier than that rubbish bike I've been riding all this time, that, that one that you gave me. I mean, I've, I've thought it might be that I'm just massively unfit. And, and you know, you've enthusiastically encouraged that point of view. But uh, I don't, maybe, I, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm actually really, really fit. It was just the bike that was the problem because on that Access LN6 bike, this last bit of the journey has been so much easier it's a properly maintained bike lovely little thing it's, it's got a name it's called little imp uh, named by kerry apparently i remember when they were naming those they were they were asking on twitter for suggestions i suggested jeremy clarkson but they didn't go for that <laughs> but yeah it's, it's a great bike it's uh, only three gears a top gear is probably not as fast as i'd like but you know it's a great little town bike which is what it's intended for, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm very chuffed there's no more, more gears on it because you've been leaving me behind because, you know, some might say, Johnny, some, well, you might say that I gave you that mountain bike so I could look better on my racing bike, <laughs> uh, and I've been permanently disabling you all this time. Now, you know, of course there's an element of truth in that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you were starting to get away from me a little bit for the first time, for the first time. Um, and, you know, we're in the latter half of our grids now. Uh, for the first time ever, you've been... Uh, well, stealing my thunder. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, right, so enough of that. Now we should really talk about where we are. E11. Uh, I think most of this grid, some people call it... I'm not sure if it says so on the map or not. No, it doesn't say so on the map. And you weren't familiar with this, but some people call this area Forest Park. And you can see why. <laughs> it's a very nice suburban area. And uh, there's a pond around, lots of trees affluent i would say johnny um is, is well as you know that's the that's the first impression uh, but there are there are people in houses further down here and i know this because the rental is the same uh, or similar uh, as to where i live now and you know we we thought we thought this would be too far out um right next to the bypass you could perhaps just hear the bypass in the background another pr reason perhaps why we didn't didn't go for it but i'm going to stop talking about house selection now because it's almost as interesting as hearing a work colleague's dreams or um a work colleague describe exactly what happened on the uh, 16th hole of the golf course mm. it is very as you say a, quite an affluent looking area as well there's more than one house with pillars either side of the, the door <laughs> uh, which is always the mark of a, a slightly maybe it's slightly ostentatious but affluent area definitely but all in all a very nice feel i should have moved down here just to try and bring the area down a little bit <laughs> Very well kept gardens as well, aren't they? Oh, you'd have been under a lot of pressure to get your lawn mowed, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I would. Keep I would. It the regulation half inch. But look at this house. This is. It looks like a private house. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's ten cars parked in front of that house. Uh, yeah, but that's very. Look, what what make are all those cars? Well, I don't know. Audis, an Audi oh, enthusiast. Okay. Uh, I'm very, very pleased I didn't move down here now. <laughs> that, no, that's bringing down the area a little. It's like a big car park in the middle of it. Uh, so it feels, um, feels like it's getting a little rougher. 
as we go down here. Yeah, yeah this, is the, this, this would have been where I would have lived. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it does, it, looks, uh, it does look a bit rough, but still, I like the design of these houses. This is the kind of design of house you get in Nottingham. Uh, and I know that from, uh, from previous experience as well. But, uh, but, but still, oh, you can just hear that hub, that hub of the bypass in the background and you know what I'd be cursing me now if, if I was on location 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 and Kirsty and Phil show people around those lovely lovely houses uh, the, where do they get their money from for those houses anyway but, but they show them around this gorgeous house and then someone just stands there in the back garden and says oh no no I, I think I can hear a road in the background uh, we'll not be moving here and you just think well what are you people what? now I've just said it haven't I I've just said it what am I turning into that always annoys me because five minutes before, they're saying, oh, we need parking for our three cars. <laughs> but you, can't, you can't have three cars and not have road noise. You know? So there we go. Uh, first part of the visit, you'll be able to hear the, uh, the second part uh, very shortly. Now, um, now since how you ditched my, uh, my mountain bike, John, you got any, uh, any plans to buy another bike? Um, no, I was thinking I might wait till right, wait till the end of the series and then buy one as a kind of celebration. Yeah, but what, what, what good's it going to be then? It's just going to sit under your stairs, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, when we do this whole project again from from show one, as we've talked about, <laughs> you know, revisiting them, revisiting. Yeah, in about five years' time, we'll do the whole thing again. Yeah, I'll um, have a bike. Then. You, we know you. It'll five years. You'll have a five-year-old bike. It'll be rusty <laughs> and it'll, it'll fall apart, and you won't do anything to it. Of course. Um, now, uh, a bit of housekeeping uh, to clear up um, before we get to the uh, the subject of you using a bike on my account. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, location, location, location. I've noticed that I've used that. Um, terminology just like you did we know with plastic windows in the first yeah, couple of yeah. series i think i've referred back to that so um let's hope that that's the last time i refer to locate you know one location 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 reference is, is, is quite good you know humorous uh, puts me on, on, on the pulse there uh, with the uh, the lower middle classes but um uh, yeah yeah just uh, a point of order there point of order there johnny now yeah that higher bike was was on my account um mm. you did return it didn't you do i have to return it <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's yeah. only under my stairs. I thought I could keep it. <laughs> yeah, keep it, keep it to the end of the series, of course. Uh, but there, you'll be finding out some more information on the higher bikes later on in the program as we do talk to Access LN6. Lincoln A to Z. Time to dwell on the past now. And here's Joe Hughes of the Lincolnshire Archives talking about one of our favourite subjects. Because you're listening to this show, I'm going to assume that there's a possibility you're interested not just in Lincoln, but in maps. I think maps are just ace. Line up a few maps which cover the same area going back every 30 years or so, and without the need for pages and pages of historical blurb, you can see one area changing in front of your eyes. It's like going back in time and place. At the Lincolnshire Archives, I'm lucky enough to work with maps of the county which go back centuries, and there are lots covering this grid square. Did you ever do that animation thing with a school exercise book where you doodle on the corner of a page and repeat every doodle each time with a subtle change? So as you flip through the pages, the doodle appears to move. What are they called? Oh yeah, flip books, obvious. If I told you I did something similar with several maps covering this week's grid square, you'd think I was pretty sad, wouldn't you? No, that's very sweet of you, but I know you would. Anyway, let's just imagine that I did line up sections of old maps covering this grid square in reverse chronological order, starting off with our current A to Z map. What you'd see as you flip back through them is Skellingthorpe Road, now a well-used highway. Actually, just to interrupt myself for a sec, the word highway is perfect to describe this road as it's built higher up than the surrounding fields and effectively forms, as it passes Hartstone Park, the wall of a dam. 
blocking the Pryle Brook, which flows up north from Hykeham and Wisby, to create the lake at Hartsholme. Anyway, here's Skellingthorpe Road, cutting through today's grid square, surrounded by housing, schools and shops, flowing with traffic, with some large lakes on the south side and a pond to the north. But flick back to a map of the 1960s, and a lot of this housing disappears. In fact, a colleague was telling me the other day how rural this stretch of Skellingthorpe Road used to feel, and remembered that the lake on the north side, known as the Blue Lagoon, was a popular bathing spot for families in the area to cool down and picnic on hot summer's days. Now have a look. The two lakes and the Blue Lagoon are surrounded by plantations of trees rather than houses, planted to supply an ever-expanding Lincoln with much-needed timber for construction. The lakes are big, used to extract gravel and ballast to build the aerodrome for the new bomber base of RAF Skellingthorpe being built in the southwest. Keep flicking back through the maps and the tarmac dissolves, the traffic becomes less mechanised and frequent, and Skellingthorpe Road slowly turns into a quiet lane, dusty in the summer, muddy in the winter, a country byway which connected the villages of Bootham and Bracebridge with Skellingthorpe, forget Tritton Road to the southeast of our grid square, that's not been built yet. The only buildings are the occasional farm or mill along its length, like the substantial farm of Stones Place, which will be converted into a nursing home in the next century to come. Keep going back, and look now. Look how these ballast pits are shrinking, like puddles drying up in the sun. That big lake with the islands in has completely disappeared now. Even the tree plantations with their lines of conifers have gone, leaving the indigenous birch woodlands and scrub. The lake in the west is the only one left, and even this has shrunk to a much smaller version of its future self, but it's still there on the Victorian map, labelled as gravel pit. Now it's the Victorian railway builders rather than the MOD who are extracting the gravel and ballast for the railways being constructed around here. Go back to one of the earliest maps, the Skellingthorpe Enclosure map of 1830, which sees the common open ground being divvied up into private, more commercially viable parcels. Now this area is relatively featureless, although still recognisable as our grid square from those constant points of reference of Skellingthorpe Road, although it's now called Lincoln Road, the gravel pit and Stones Place Farm just outside. Surrounding these features are areas labelled, in the hand of some Regency clerk, as either Moorland, stretching south to Doddington Road, or Warren, a word which, confusingly, can have two meanings. One relates to rabbit farming or cooniculture, word of the day. Don't forget they use the land just north of here to capture wild ducks at the decoy. I think I've talked about that on an early grid square. Not sure, though, that Warren refers to cooniculture. I think it's unlikely the land was set aside to farm rabbits for meat and fur. I had pictures of one humongous rabbit farm like some crazy Duracell advert. Having said that, we have got an 18th century document at the archives estimating, quote, the numbers of couples of rabbits on Skellingthorpe Warren. It's much more likely, given the vast area, that Warren takes the old Anglo-Norman meaning and refers to this part of Moorland as having ancient hunting rights by the sovereign of the animals therein. And in the 1300s, Walter de Sturchel and his wife Alice were granted a warren in the parish of Skellingthorpe with hares and partridges which could be hunted. Anyway, it's here that my historical flipbook animation, or kinograph as the Victorians called it, ends. To go further back we'll have to call upon the help of earlier documents, deeds and archaeology. But using maps like the ones we hold at the Lincolnshire Archives, you can get a great animated slideshow of an area's history. That history still survives in pockets today, in the remnants of old woodland, lakes, ancient field boundaries and ditches, Small parts are designated as nature reserves or protected by tree preservation orders, but it'd be wise to remember that all the grid squares on the A to Z of Lincoln are part of that ongoing flipbook animation. Who knows how the maps of this area will morph and change in 30, 60 or even 100 years' time. 
Our thanks as always to Joe for the uh, the history of our E11 grid square. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. It's time now to hear what happened in the second part of our grid visit. And this visit proves to be rather leafy. So a quick hop from Forest Park over Skellingthorpe Road. Uh, it brings on to Sandwell Drive uh, and the, uh, the Malham Drive area. You see, I thought, in my mind's eye, from when I've been around here in the past, that Forest Park was the plush area uh, and uh, uh, over the road it was less so. But as we, as we turn the corner and we see a house with pillars, we know we're in a classy area. But again, actually to our right, Johnny, this is, this is something we've come up in the past. These, these bungalows here, again, wouldn't be out of place. And we always use this as a benchmark because it, it was your neck of the woods, wasn't it? Calder Road. Mm. Uh, these wouldn't be out of place on Calder Road, would they? They wouldn't, but I'll tell you what makes this area. The mature trees, everywhere you look, there's big mature trees that have clearly been here long before the houses were. They've built this area around these trees. Uh, maybe there used to be a lot more trees and they chopped a lot down, but they've left enough of them up to give it the feeling of a nice kind of green, mature area. And yeah, I, I hope when they come to build on Swampool, as they inevitably will, uh, they'll, they'll have the foresight to do the same there and leave as many of the trees as possible. Because it really does make an area feel a lot classier than perhaps it, it really is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's the trees that make this. If the trees weren't here, uh, we would feel like we were walking around, oh, no, back up Cherry Willingham when we were walking around that yeah. uh, suburban estate. Uh, that, and, and that's obviously what's lacking. Cherry, you need more trees. Uh, but just looking through, and it feels a bit weird, but it always has done on Lincoln A to Z where we're staring through people's houses uh, trying to get a feel for the place. Um, I just looked through sort of the, the, the side of someone. There's a whole estate here that backs onto the lake and all their houses back onto the lake, which I must make for a nice view, but we can't see because most of the houses are really very big. Uh, to get the view I've just had, I had to look through someone's living room window. Uh, I didn't go right up to it. You know, they, they couldn't feel my breath and I, I couldn't write a name in it. But you get the idea. I was staring from the uh, the footpath, seeing right through their large lounge, and it's a really unusual house, there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, well, it kind of takes your breath away, doesn't it? That house. Yeah, something away from the the, the Calder Road style bungalows is uh, very much. A, well, it looks like a giant tent, doesn't it? I suppose with little bits popping out of it, uh, and a bit because of the way it's painted, it has a very Spanish feel, I think, to it, don't you? I'd, I'd have said it was more of an American feel, a kind of American oh, homestead yeah, sort yeah. of look, uh, with the dormer windows and the kind of porch out the front where you can imagine, you know, Pop in his rocking chair. Polishing his gun? Polishing his gun <laughs> and looking out for, uh, yeah, for trespassers. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll back keep walking. Yeah, 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 keep a, keep a stroll on. One of the things, one of the challenges we've, we've always had on Lincoln A to Z is that... Um, any grid that has a large area or expanse of water in it is always tricky because you know there's only so much you can say about water. Um, this one I'm quite intrigued by because it's their lake. It's not our lake. It's their lake. Houses surround this lake. I think almost completely. I mean, the thing is, we could walk down there and find out if they do, uh, but it's out of the grid, so we're not going to do that, uh, and we're too lazy. Uh, but it's kind of peculiar because again, I'm looking through someone's window there. I can see the water at the back, and it looks nice. It looks very pretty. I imagine you know a sunset over that lake would be uh, you know a very nice thing as you as you're you're quaffing down. A lot of people would say wine at this point. They say, oh, let's have some wine, have a beer. Um, but it's their lake, isn't it? Not ours. I guess the bonus of a lake behind your house is that it can't be built on. If you've just got some land behind your house, there's no guarantee it'll always be there. But a lake, someone's going to have to be very dedicated to fill that in to build houses on it. They are. Now we've come off 
We'll come off the, uh, the beaten path here. I remember us doing this before on Newark Road, somewhere uh, we've never been and somewhere I doubt you would go. You may be, if you lived around here, you'd definitely walk a dog around here. This is dog walking area. Uh, but there's like a, a, a little stream, a catch water that comes off the bypass because, uh, well, right from here, I can see just through the trees, uh, lots of uh, stinky lorries going past uh, and making a lot of noise. But uh, this is an area almost certainly you'll have never been in. Um, and if you do, uh, well, stick your head around. It's, uh, it's almost worth having a look at this. Uh, there's a nice little stream, big concrete, sort of, I don't know, it's kind of... Uh, what do you think that is, Johnny? What I'm, what I'm looking at that I'm failing to describe, a huge great lump of concrete that looks like it used to belong to a building, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it looks like the remains of, of a, a building of some kind. I mean, whenever you see stuff like this around here, it's almost certainly something to do with the war, with the, the old skelly airfield so i imagine it's something to do with that but quite what i don't know hopefully joe might be able to tell us yeah i mean that's if joe was here now and we've always said we should bring joe out on one of these uh, these grid walks if she was here now she'd look at that and she'd be able to say exactly what it was uh why it was here uh, the history behind it uh, and she'd probably be able to touch it and date it as well and say that's 1864 um but she's not well so having come out of the little dog walking area on the Malham Drive side of Skelly Road, we've uh, we found another one opposite it, uh, on the Forest Park side of the road. And do you know, Johnny, I was just thinking to myself just now, it's like, I know we can explain ourselves being here, right? <laughs> by, by this facade of a radio programme, but, but really, why are we walking through <laughs> this? I know it's, it's not ever so picturesque, is it? It's next to a bypass. Those dogs are going nuts over there. You, why are we here? I wonder about us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a, a most peculiar feeling uh, right in that moment. You know, it, of course, we dress all this up, but really, that was um, that was just the most peculiar feeling I had then. Of just, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> and also, Johnny, I used the phrase "catch water." Now, Lincoln yeah. Lincoln changes us in, in many ways, mainly for the positive, right? Hmm. And I, I think you know, as we uh, as we drive our side. Sorry, I don't mention the word drive, the D word in front of you, Johnny, but uh, let's say cycle. Uh, or, or we go through Lincoln now. It's, for me, you know, it's grids and it's remembering where we were. You know, we go down Tritton Road. I remember how miserable you were and all that, all that kind of thing. And, you know, you go around and visit places. And now it's just a series of grids uh, with different memories attached, to, uh, you know, mm. to, the, to the ones I had before. Most, mostly, uh, mostly positive. But the phrase catch water, I mean, this is, this is, this is a good positive thing because it's ed educational for me, but I've never, ever used that term before we started Lincoln A to Z. I think it's, it's, it's the maps that get into me because it is called a catch water on the map and uh, the influence of Joe as well. Yeah, uh, you've just kind of absorbed this, haven't you? Yeah. Kind of by osmosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I, you're making me sound a little bit more intelligent, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, let's face it, was needed. Mm. Uh, now, where I had uh, a mini breakdown there just towards the... Uh, the end of the uh, of the audio you heard uh, that sort of expanse of, of forestry land we found ourselves in that's been in the papers hasn't it Johnny? Yeah it's called uh, Cross Holt Woods I believe and uh, there's a company called Frontline Combat who want to introduce laser tag there which uh, some of the, the local residents aren't too happy about but I don't know about you I, I think that sounds great it does sound like fun, and we've always, we, we've always thought that we would never be one of those radio programmes where people join in with things, because, uh, well, mm. let's face it, neither you or I like joining in. No, anything. no. It'd be awful, it'd be terrible radio, just me and you moaning all the time, which is, I know we verge on anyway, uh, especially if we send you down Tritton Road anymore, but, uh, um, yeah, it, it, it does seem like fun. Laser tag, it sounds, it sounds kind of 
no one's going to get hurt here. Not like paintballing. People get, you know, they get oh, hurt. Oh, yeah, I've done that. It stings. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, um, well, that's the uh, the official Lincoln A to Z line is that, is that we're all for it. But, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. When you say local residents aren't happy, you're talking about like uh, maybe the uh, the Facebook pages of the Echo and uh, and the Lincolnite, aren't you? Which I have a, a difficult relationship with. And not, not in the, I, I, you know, I don't think they're a bad thing. Just that I spend too much time uh, on there. These days I've started to resist. Uh, you know, getting involved in the arguments. You know, mm. don't get involved, Paul. Don't get involved. He's not worth it. That kind of thing. Uh, it's just it, sometimes it can it can swallow you up. And as as we've said on Lincoln A to Z before, the the pointlessness of uh, of winning an argument on there uh, before the next subject comes up that you disagree with people about is uh, well, it's beyond me. Lincoln A to Z, a question of Lincoln. right the sound of big tom and big tom telling us that on siren 107.3 fm during lincoln a to z it's time for a question of lincoln uh, johnny it would be a an honor if you were to go first i'll go first okay nice uh, nice easy one for you this week super According to TripAdvisor.com <laughs> I know I keep interrupting you on these these days, Johnny, but I dug that low as well this week. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I went away again. I thought I've reached a new low, but carry on. Oh, well, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I got sucked in. According to TripAdvisor.com, as of today, 2nd of June 2014, for the benefit of people listening to the podcast in five years' time, what is number one? what is the number one top-rated restaurant in Lincoln? Was that precise? Was yeah, that the that exact was obviously, you were obviously, do? I knew we both think about food. Yeah, well, of um, course. Yeah, and I thought yeah. it too obvious, but uh, all right, okay, go, yeah. go. No, no, uh, no, no okay. I went there. Right, okay. So, is it A, Bunty's Tea Room uh-huh. on Steep Hill? Oh yeah, yeah. Is it B, the Bronze Pig on West Parade? Mm-hmm. Or is it C, the drive-through McDonald's at the Carlton <laughs> Centre? Ten seconds start now. <laughs> oh, no. You see, now I'm thinking you've thrown that in there because, uh, <laughs> there, but also actually. Uh, people would put that because that's the, the state of the human race. Uh, oh, I'm going to say Bunty's Tea Room. You're going to go Bunty's Tea Room. You're right. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It was the Bronze Pig for a long time. Was but, it? Uh, just recently, yeah, Bunty's Tea Room has pips into the post. Yeah, and you really you thought I'd go for McDonald's, didn't you? I did. Oh. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Now, quite brilliantly. Now, my question was written doing three things tonight. Okay, mm-hmm. before I came out. Okay. Uh, and it was at the uh, the news of um, our, our youngest's uh, first tooth loss. Okay. Um, it's got nothing to do with the question. I'm just saying that if, if what I'm about to say doesn't make any sense, it's because there was quite a euphoric sense in the house. Right. Um, but ultimately, it's probably the best <laughs> best question I've ever written. Now, quite brilliantly, in this age of councils, giving the impression of being open, uh, then should you so desire, you can watch the full county council meeting on YouTube. Right, okay. <sighs> All five hours and 23 <laughs> oh, minutes of it. Uh, and as of today, uh, and you, you stated the date earlier, Johnny, was mm. it the 2nd of June? 2nd of June, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't do dates anymore. 2nd of June, uh, 2014. As of today, 241 people have viewed this. <laughs> so already there, there's a couple of facts I was thinking about yeah, putting yeah. the question on. You know, how long would it be? You yeah. never, never go for That's a long meeting, isn't it? That's a long meeting. You want a lot of biscuits to keep you going through that meeting, <laughs> wouldn't you? Um, and I was going to ask you about 200. Anyway, we'll go by the by here. Less brilliantly, the YouTube video includes the recess. I've not bothered to snip it out. They've just got this sign on there saying the meeting is now in recess, which I understand, you know, maybe they've got a live webcam, they put that yeah, on there, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, 
some fellow in the IT department could just yeah, snip that not. out. Yeah. So, my question to you, Johnny Hoare, hmm. is how long do they have for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> right, is okay. it A, half an hour, Right. B, one hour, hmm. or C, an hour and a quarter? Oh, well, I mean, the, the temptation is, with it being counsellors, to go for the long one, isn't it? Of course. Um, is that why I put it in there? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to second guess you all the time. That's the thing with this quiz, isn't it? Mm. I'm I'm going to go with the obvious and say, yeah, it's the long one. It's an hour and fifteen minutes. No, no, they were they were they were away for just over one hour. <coughs> I think really? they, were, they were pretty much spot on the hour, uh, but they had to wait for a lot of people to sit down. I spent far too much time watching that video this week. <laughs> At the very beginning of the video, um, the, the the head of the council or the the, the, the fellow with the microphone, anyway, saying, "Right, can we sit down, please?" And he spent about five minutes just trying to get him to sit down. Like a load of rowdy school children. I know it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so there we go. Let's wrap that up. Uh, I win. Um, you lose. Again. Yeah, never mind. Uh, so this is Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Uh, as you'll have heard earlier, uh, Johnny rode a hire bike to our E11 grid. This, as well as a whole host of initiatives, have been implemented by Access LN6. And we knew that for this grid, we had to speak to them. So we will hear from Laura Markwell. But first, here's Sarah Hubery with some background to Access LN6. Access LN6 is a government-funded project. Um, it's part of the Lincolnshire County Council project. We bid for some money from Department of Transport and we were very successful in getting £4.9 million from Department for Transport, which was made up to £6.5 million, to spend on sustainable travel measures in the Access LN6 and Lincoln area. OK, well, let's rewind there a bit, because obviously LN6, the area of LN6 has obviously been highlighted over the rest of the uh, rest of the city. What makes LN6, you know, maybe may a, a unique area to, 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 to travel around? I think um, the bid was based on the growth that we've seen in the last 20-30 years in that area um, in terms of economic and uh, residential areas that have developed. I I was a Highcombe girl so and I went to school in Highcombe so I know over the last 30 years, given my age away now, that <laughs> um, the changes that have um, happened in that area have been phenomenal. Unfortunately infrastructure improvements haven't been made so the, the basis of our project then is to try and create some behavioural change to try and um, let people know about uh, other options of travel that, that are available. So things like um, active travel, like walking and cycling, we're highlighting all the public transport um, infrastructure that's around and available, like um, the hiking station and the new bus routes that we've put on. Um, we've got a a car share website which is the Access LN6 website. We've put in the hire bikes, I'm sure everybody's seen the orange hire bikes that are here, there and everywhere and being very successfully used by all and sundry and lots of other things that are going on in our project. So basically the message I've got from Access LN6 when I look at, at my Facebook feed and Twitter feed is that if you're in a car, if you're trapped behind those barriers the train barriers on Doddington Road and Skellingthorpe Road you're in the traffic it's not the traffic that's the problem because you're part of the problem because you're making up the traffic that's right isn't it yeah that's correct um, that's sort of what we're trying to tell people really um, as a way of getting them to think about how they do travel in because um, obviously they're sat in the traffic sort of moaning about it the chances are there's probably sort of you know, lots of other cars with only one person in, everyone's travelling the same way. 
in the same direction, either going into town or going out of town, then it makes sense to take some of those cars off the road, um, with it being through car sharing, cycling, public transport, um, or rail. There's lots of options that are available besides the car. Okay, well, we'll focus on a few of those in a second, but actually, let's let's look. I think one of your pet babies is the car share scheme, isn't it? Yes. Now, yeah. for me, that seemed like a huge hard sell because... I, I, I'm sat here opposite you now. I understand the benefits. Uh, I can save a lot of money uh, o- o- over the year. Yeah. Uh, but just even being around my own family in the morning on the way to work is sometimes a struggle, isn't it? <laughs> Why would I want to sit next to a stranger who might want to listen to Radio 1, say? Well, there's lots of benefits to it. I mean, like you said, primarily there's the cost savings. Um, there's the um, savings on your car as well, so sort of repairs and MOTs and you know the up- general upkeep of the car. Um, we have done some case studies on car sharing um, with some people that we're working with in some of the businesses, and they have actually mentioned that it helps them improve their work-life balance. Um, because if you're sharing the car with someone that's in the same office, there's less opportunity for you to sort of you know get really submerged in your work you know that you've got to work to that deadline to go and go home with them and then particularly if you've had a bad day you've got someone to talk to on the way home and then so you're in a good frame of mind when you get home and you can have some positive time with your family so I think what people have to remember too that um, you don't have to car share on a daily basis if it doesn't suit you you can do it as frequently or infrequently as you want to you could even do it on an ad hoc basis and the car share website is there for um, not just people that you work with in your particular place of work. It could be that you there's people in your village or location that are travelling to the same area that could share with you, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be just your place of business. There are lots of people on the website. It's just a case of finding somebody in your area that you could um, car share with. Yeah, that's right. I mean, let's face it, if you're coming into the city centre, this is not a huge city centre, is it? Somewhere near would do me, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, bring your own brand. Yeah, or on the way, pick somebody up on the way. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a good point you make there about sort of this doesn't have to be every day. I think people could probably be frightened off by some of the, the aspects of it. Now, on a previous grid, we spoke to, to Trevor Marsh from, well, he's from all over the place, isn't he? Sustrans, he's part of Access LN6, he'll, he is, he'll yeah. go anywhere, that guy, Dr. Bike, and he's, he's, he's absolutely he's absolutely fantastic. He is, he's wonderful. Uh, very enthusiastic, he knows more about bikes. He liked my bike, which is good. We might have had an issue if he didn't like my old classic racer. But um, I, I think what Trevor got across to me is that, yeah, sure, cycling to work every day, it's not always practical. You know, you might have that meeting with a smart suit and you know, all, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Before we turn the microphone on, Sarah, you were talking about maybe uh, grants available for businesses where yes. um, it's, it's not just even storing the bike to keep the bike dry yes. so you don't get a wet bottom on the way home. Yeah. It can be things like installing showers and things like yeah. that. So, you know, when you do get somewhere and you're a bit grimy, you can change, you can get yes. ready. Yeah. Laura and I, our uh, work in this whole programme, the Access 7 6 programme, is to work with the businesses to look at them developing voluntary travel plans, which then will benefit their employees in terms of how they travel to work and Obviously, we've mentioned the cost savings, particularly with car sharing. There's cost savings with cycling as well. When we um, work and develop the travel plans, we tend to do some survey work. A lot of the surveys come back that people would like to cycle in if there was provision of shower facilities, if there were provision for lockers, if there was clothes drying areas. And our programme can offer um, grants of up to £5,000 to install things like that. Um, even pool bikes, you know, if, if people have got meetings that are local, 
we're working with one business in particular who has a local delivery on a regular basis it's it's less than a mile away so rather than get their car out they've now invested through our sustainable travel grant to purchase a pool bike for them to do those local deliveries now i'm a, a huge supporter of the scheme uh, i think it's very very positive now um our producer johnny um he'll have been hassling you on on social media no doubt um he wants to know sort of what happens at the end of the project when uh, when access LN6, you know, when the, when the funding stops, uh, I suppose at that point you have to look for another job, but that, you know, let's not dwell on that. Um, but I suppose, I know, oh, great. Um, so what, what happens though? Because I think in Johnny's mind, he's thinking that maybe if he gets a job at say Teal Parkway and he's relying on regular bus services uh, that have been, um, you know, sort of helped along with the funding and things like that through with the money, is, is that going to stop? Are people going to put the brakes on then if uh, once access LN6 has, has, has done its job? Uh, and, and, and gone away? Well, I mean, obviously, it's a time-bound project. Our, our actual project finishes in March next year, 2015. But the work that we're doing um, with the local businesses to develop voluntary travel plans, they actually take ownership of those. So the measures that we're putting in place, we're actually setting them a date for them to continue um, until 2018, so it's a five-year plan for them. Obviously, they're benefiting this time round from all the incentives that we can give them, but we're hoping that they, that will become a legacy with them and they can see the improvements that it's made to their staff's lives, really, and keep that momentum going. Things with the hire bike, we've got a, a corporate offer going, so businesses can actually sponsor the um, docking stations or even... Um, sponsor some of the bikes as well so we're working with some of the organizations to see if they will adopt the higher bike stations in terms of the buses patronage of the buses has gone up no end particularly maybe when wisby road is finished um, i think you'll see patronage of that one particular bus which is the 44a which is a new route that was put on through our funding uh, i think you'll find that that's just going to increase um, so if people are using it, it will stay. Also with the train station, we've made some improvements to the train station, which I don't know whether we mentioned yet. Uh, not yet, no, no, let's, well, let's hit on that, Highcombe station. Yeah. If you go to Nottingham uh, and, and some of the bigger cities, the, 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 the satellite stations around the place get used all the time. Highcombe was obviously very underused, um, and you know, it's, it's sat there. Why on earth would I now spend my time waiting on Doddington Road, let's say, uh, waiting for those train barriers that, that stay down mm. all day almost? Uh, you know, they, they, they go down five, ten minutes sometimes, even before a train comes past. That's another argument for another day. But what, what I can do is I can go and park up in Highcombe Station Car Park. For I can free. For free. Yeah. I can hop on a train, uh, which are what, every hour? They are generally every hour, yes. It's a, between a six to nine minute journey. So say nine minute journey. It's £2.60 return from Highcombe to Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you? In fact, we were talking to one lady who um, worked in Lincoln, moved away to work elsewhere, has come back to Lincoln. And she previously caught the train, um, couldn't when she moved away. And he's now back to catching the train from Highcombe Station and he's telling everybody about how fantastic it is. Um, so, yeah, she's our real train champion. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. OK, but this, this whole thing is, is also bigger about commuting and, and going shopping, isn't it? It's, it's trying to get people active and, and looking at, you know, a, a different way of life. Another way that, you know, the government's trying to get us active. God, blimey, get us off that sofa, away from the, <laughs> away from the computer screen uh, and get us out there and, and, and keep our hearts pumping for just a little bit longer, aren't they? Uh, and 
and, and but this is it, isn't it? It's about people getting active and, and walking as well. Absolutely. For example, a couple of weeks ago, might have been last week actually, it was um, Walk to Work Week. So we were out in the businesses promoting that, um, providing them with packs, with pedometers in to give out to their employees, to create a bit of a buzz about it, create a bit of a challenge. Um, we also have been working with the Lincolnshire Sports Partnership um, with their workplace challenge that they ran earlier on in the year in January. Um, that again was really popular and sort of um, put businesses up against each other competing as to who could do the most activity um, you got points for all the activities and then you could win spot prizes and that sort of thing. Uh, but that, I think that's it. I think that's the key. People love a challenge, don't they? Uh, whether it's between companies, whether it's between individuals at companies, whether it's between yeah, or everybody or departments. Yeah. Yes, well actually this is really key because we're just about, or we have, launched the Link Cycle Challenge. Last year we ran um, a similar scheme where we encouraged everybody to get on their bikes and ride um, with particular emphasis on non-cyclists so we were trying to get cyclists to encourage non-cyclists to ride a bike for 10 minutes and we're running that whole program again because it was so successful last year we got 54 businesses to uh, register over a thousand people registered as well and logged a ride and we're going to do it all again. It starts on the 16th of June, which is smack in the middle of Bike Week. And it's going to run for four weeks. Um, and the website, can I give you the website address, Ed? Yes, you can. That's absolutely why we're here. <laughs> www.linkscyclechallenge.co.uk. So log on to that. Um, you can log on as a business or you can log on individually. It's actually open to the whole of Lincolnshire. Last year we just focused on Access L and 6 and Lincoln, but this is open for the whole of Lincolnshire this time. So, How about your personal habits? That's quite, it's quite interesting. Your personal habits. Since you started this scheme, you'd have come for this interview, wouldn't you? And you'd have said, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm all about sustainable transport. And you'd have said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you'd have gone home and you'd say, oh, God, let's get the bike out of the shed now. It must have changed your habits, surely. Definitely. Since I started on the project, I've actually um, done the bike to work scheme through the council. So now I have a bike so I can go out. Um, I use my bike to go to meetings that I have in the local area when I go to see businesses. Um, if I don't cycle, then I'll use the bus or walk if it's within walking distance. Um, so it's definitely made a big change to me. Okay, Laura, let me ask you, let me ask you, I love asking this question. When you're out on, uh, maybe on a cycle track and you see someone 20 yards ahead, you're going to get them, aren't you? You're going to overtake them, sure. You. That, 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 it brings it out in you, doesn't it? Come on. Um, I'm not a very vicious cyclist, really, to be honest. <laughs> I uh, just like to tootle along quietly. Digging <laughs> my bell if there's someone in the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I can't eat 20 yards, that's it. I've got to make that up. You're not having it, you're not having it. I'll catch him at the next traffic light. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Maybe I should do, then I get to my meetings quicker. <laughs> exactly, exactly, make you more productive. Okay, so uh, all that's left is to thank you for your time, uh, for talking to us today uh, on Siren FM. And um, one day this big project will end, and you were to walk away from it knowing that you've left Lincoln in a lot better shape than when you started. That's right, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I think what I will take away from it is the fabulous relationships that I've built up with people in the businesses and how they've embraced our project really. Everywhere we've been and when we've talked to people about the, this, this whole programme um, have been so receptive so they recognise the benefits that this can only bring to them so that's what I think I will take away from it. 
and full details on all of her can be found at accessln6.co.uk. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Uh, and now it's time to find out what the Welsh wonder, Treff, has to think about our E11 grid. E11, Skellingthorpe Road. I have a mate called Terry who lives around here. Can't remember his address, but I'd know the house if I saw it. Renovates old cars and plays golf. Had some other friends who lived here during the property boom of the late 80s. They'd moved up from Dan Saff and bought off plan. Rented somewhere while theirs was being built. By the time they moved in, the value of the house had shot up, but they had a fixed price. The builder kept trying to get them to cancel, but no way, Jose. Nick and Marion, the names were. Not there anymore. Moved back down south. It's not so far to go to Hearthstone Park, but that isn't on the menu here, so we'll get no further mention. This square has plenty of water, though, though not sure I've been to see any of it. I probably missed out on one of the great wildfowl sites of Skellingthorpe Road. I live with that. You can't do every wildfowl site and wetland on the map. You'd need a spare pair of wellies in it. Oh, thanks to Treff, as always. And for more of Treff's meanderings, please, please go to philosopheronTap.com. Lincoln, A to Z dot co dot UK. OK, so that's, that's around about it. We're going to uh, wind up uh, this particular episode and also this particular series. Uh, series 5. Oh, we made it. We made it, Johnny. This is programme 37. Wow. They said it couldn't be done, although I haven't really met anyone that, that said it couldn't be done. Most people just say, oh, that's quite a good idea. Yeah, or why would you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what are you doing this for, exactly? <laughs> well, it gets us out of the house, doesn't it? So, uh, where are we going to be in Series 6, Johnny? Okay, well, we've not quite finalised all the details, but to give you a bit of a, a flavour of the next series, uh, we've got V3 Nettleham, which is actually uh, Mulsane Park. Uh, when there's a, a cricket pitch and a football field there and, and all that business. Uh, we've got U7, the, uh, well, it's currently an empty field, but it's the site of the proposed Eastern Bypass, so more more transport talk there, I think. Uh, W11, Washingborough. Don't know anything about that very much. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, we're yet to. I mean, we will well, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will, that's the point. By, yeah, by we'll, the end of we'll Series 6, out. we'll be all about it. In, yeah, yeah. We'll be able to answer pub quizzes on them. We'll be walking my dog on uh, K8, the West Common. Oh, brilliant. So tune in for that. Albert, the best dog in the world. Absolutely, yeah. Q12, the crematorium. That's going to be a, an interesting one if we can hopefully try and gain access yeah. to the crem and, and find out a bit more about what goes on there. Well, we know what goes on there, yeah. how, <laughs> how it goes on exactly. Uh, and uh, BB3, which is uh, City Hall, the area around City Hall. And excitingly, we're planning to do that one live if we can. Yeah, we are. Um, live from there. So, of course, we're live now. Yes. As we're talking, you can hear us. Um, but uh, what what we mean there is that we would be actually out there, out on the street, live. If we can pull it off. Mm. Uh, which, uh, well, you know, again, I think that's probably another reason why we are the East Midlands community, oh, not community station, actual station of the year. Uh, so thanks to everyone that helped us make uh, this programme uh, and also over the series, of course, uh, Joe and Treff, uh, Laura and Sarah from Access LN6 uh, talking to us. Uh, thanks, as always, to the genial Johnny Hall for pushing the buttons in the right order. Uh, you've been listening to a Joe Schmo production for Siren FM. 